Welcome to All or Nothing in Real Estate, an exclusive real estate platform created to take your real estate career to the next level. My name is Matt Smith and I run the number 15 real estate team in the nation. For years, I've had mentors and colleagues pour into me and now it's my turn to give back. This is not your typical real estate podcast. I work in the trenches every single day and I'm offering you real advice, no bullshit, no fluff, no theories, These are proven processes that will take you to the next level no matter where you are in your business. My team was also featured as an Inc. 5000 fastest growing company in the nation and I'm also a real estate coach through Cheplak Select Coaching as just another way for me to give back. So I have just one question. Are you ready to give it your all or nothing? Welcome back to All or Nothing in Real Estate, episode 17. This is this episode is titled Good or Bad, Everything in Your Life is Your Fault. Mm-hmm. And this is one of our core value series that we're starting off of our core values of our company. And today it's all about accept responsibility. That's right. If, if you truly look in the mirror and accept responsibility for everything good or bad in your life, there is something you could have done differently or you could have... You could have learned something new. You could have done something differently to be in a different spot. So mm-hmm. good or bad, wherever you are in your life, everything is your fault. <laughs> Which is a bold statement. And it immediately goes, wait, what? I don't like that idea. And that's why it's uh, so wonderful. So- and I, on the... Let's get into this right away. Yeah, Let's yeah. debate that because I love that. Yeah, because it's it's I'm in control. Mm-hmm. You know why I'm in control of my life? Because I accept responsibility for every outcome. Yes. Period. And so you can look at that and say, oh, well, I don't like that. It's everything is my fault. Well, what do you want? Other people to be responsible for your life? Yeah. Absolutely not. I'm responsible for my so life. So nothing is your fault. And then that means you have no control? Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, wait. So yeah, if you have between those two options, between everything being your fault or nothing being your fault, I'd, I'd rather take uh, everything. 100%. I mean, there's tons of great books on this as well. Um, I think... Uh, we we both talked about it yesterday, um, mm-hmm. but uh, Jocko Willink has a great book called Extreme Ownership. Yes, that is uh, gold on this topic. Um, so it's there's there's a lot of resources out there. Hopefully, we can help help some listeners with our version of accept responsibility. Like Colin mm-hmm. said, it's one of our core values that we talk yep. about over and over and over again. Because it's if you don't accept responsibility for it, if you don't own the outcome, you can't fix or change it. Mm-mm. No, and it goes to. It stands for so much more. I'm really excited. I'm really excited for today, today's episode. Honestly, um, this we recently uh, went around the table and asked everyone in the company what their favorite core value was, and I said relationships. But right next place is uh, take responsibility uh, or accept responsibility. It is just so dang powerful because um, the people that don't have the mindset of interesting mindset, <laughs> the yeah, people right. that don't have the mindset of taking responsibility for everything, um, you can tell the difference immediately. Uh, And if you're a good fit here or a good fit in business, if you want to grow as a leader, grow as a person, um, grow in any way, start with taking, uh, accepting responsibility. So Matt, I'd like to jump a little bit um, in like before uh, or the mindset shift uh, for both you and me before we used to uh, accept responsibility for things that weren't our fault and then kind of what shifted once we uh, heard that and kind of how it's uh, helped grow our lives. Okay. Um, so curious, like when, for, I'll, I guess I'll start it off. For me, um, there, I, I was always looking at the world around me and going, I wish that this was different, but there's nothing I can do about it. Um, you would have some, uh, a, a bad day or someone would come into your life and um, mix things up a little bit. And you're like, ugh, everything is happening right now. I wish things were a little bit different. 
Um, but then I read the Extreme Ownership book and my world completely flipped and I went, oh wait, okay, hold on. If um, everything is um, my fault in some way or another form, what's one thing I can do to make this better next time? Instead of going, I wish this person would do X, Y, and Z. I wish this person was better at communicating or wasn't always late or wasn't this. And instead you say, well, what's something I could have, how did I fail in this situation um, of, uh, did I forget to text them? and say, hey, don't forget it's today. Knowing well, that let me add to that. Late. So instead of saying what is my fault, not everything is, so not every, not everything is necessarily your fault. So Correct. that title is, the, it's like, it's a clickbait, right? right. It, but truly it is, it, every you if you own every outcome in your life, there's something you could have done differently. Mm-hmm. Not that you were at fault or did anything wrong, right. but in your simple example there, mm-hmm. most people would say, well, it's their fault that they're late. Okay, probably so. They yeah. should accept responsibility. But if you look in the mirror first, what could I have done differently to help that person be on time? Yes. Like it's not, no, it's not your fault that they're late. No. But if you could, if you actually own every outcome mm-hmm. and you say, so if I have an employee that's showing up late consistently, mm-hmm. if I just say, well, they're, they're late, they're fired. Like, no, that's, that's, I, I'm not accepting responsibility. I'm pointing the finger at them. Right. And that's not fair to them. Mm-hmm. I need to have a conversation with them about why they're late. How can I help you be on time? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Because typically if you actually have these conversations in this simple example, there's a reason that they're late. They don't want to be late. Yeah. And there's something that we, a solution that we can work on to help them improve, Mm -hmm. which is what I love to do, which is what, what my passion is, is helping people. Yeah. As simple as that. But it starts with me accepting responsibility that I could have done something differently to help this person be on time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it comes down to the, this piece of, um, are you a victim or victor? Uh, There's too many people in this world that point the finger Mm -hmm. and say, I'm not where I want to be in life because of this person, this person, this person. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not where I want to be because of him or her. Fuck that. That's not how you grow. Like Mm -hmm. you, if you are a, have a victim mentality, you are never going to accomplish anything in this world. Mm -hmm. You have to look in the mirror first. I have a personal rule. Anything that happens, anything that happens in my life, the first Mm -hmm. thing that I do is I hold up a mirror. I look in the mirror and look at myself and say, how could I affect this outcome? How did I, how did I affect this outcome? Right. And what could I have done differently to improve next time? Right. Whether it's good or bad. But most people only do that when it's the good stuff, right? And they and they pat themselves on the back and look what I did. Look at me. Mm-hmm. Look at me. Um, number one, you need to be humble in this world. Right. But number two is realize that whenever something goes wrong, even if it's not your fault, mm-hmm. don't point the fucking finger. Mm-hmm. Look in the mirror first and, and then you can actually, you could have done something differently to affect the outcome in a better way. Let's use real estate as as an example, because it's what what we do. Um, It would be so easy if some, if uh, a deal falls through or doesn't go through in the way that you were hoping to immediately point the finger and say, well, it was just a a difficult seller or a difficult buyer, or they were behind on this, or we had putting all these little uh, things that may 100% be true. But what does that get you? Yeah. Nothing. Well, Colin, that's a terrible example because nothing nothing ever goes wrong in real estate. Every deal is 100% <laughs> uh-huh, perfect. Yeah, 100%. Nothing ever goes wrong. Um, just kidding. Every deal is an, is different, right? It's, right. It's part of, part of the business. But, you know, to that example, that's great. So anything, and I have this conversation with our agents all the time, mm-hmm. is that how, how did you affect that outcome? Right. What could you have done differently? Well, it's not my fault because of this person, this person. I'm not saying it's your fault. Yeah. I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying you could have, if you actually truly dive in and look, there is something you could have done differently mm-hmm. to have a more positive outcome. 
And where what is going to help that person more? What is going to help you more? Either you accepting responsibility and right. saying, I could have done something differently, mm-hmm. or saying, well, it's it's there's nothing I could do is their fault. Right. Which one has, has a better chance of having a solution? Like, don't point the fucking finger at people. <laughs> what could you have done differently? Yes, there's mm-hmm. people in this world that don't pull their weight. Yeah. But you pointing the finger at them is not going to help anybody, mm-hmm. including yourself. All you're going to do, it, literally, it just comes down to you complaining. Just going, That's this right. happened, this happened, and uh, poor me. You know, this is happening, this is happening. And again, like you're saying, that some of that is valid. And it, it says, what does that do for you? Nothing. It, it, you walk away and you go, well, I guess the deal isn't going to go through now. Because, you know, I couldn't figure it. Versus instead you say, all right, so maybe 90% of this I had no control over. But that 10%, did I leverage that? Yeah. Where did I drop the ball there? And is there something that I can change either and fix this or for moving forward, go, you know what? I, I, these people are, they've got a lot in their minds right now. And it came down to, I didn't over communicate. I, I just, it's easy to forget that people forget. Sure. <laughs> You're like, yeah. oh, this isn't at the top of their radar. So every you know two days or something, if you've got someone who's bad at responding, every day, every yep. 12 hours. Well, I mean, as simple as responding, right? Well, yeah. let's say one of our operations team sends an email mm-hmm. and notifies this person. And they don't respond to the email and they don't show up. They show up to closing late or yep. something. Well, instead of, in that scenario, instead of saying, well, they didn't, re- they we sent them the email. Right. Well, did they respond to the email? Did we know that they got it? Did we ask them to confirm? Mm-hmm. Did we send a red, red receipt to know that they actually received the communication? Right. Why didn't we call them? Why mm-hmm. didn't we send a text? Why did we just hope, send, and hope? Yeah. Like, that's not, it's, we have to, it's a simple example, but you have to accept responsibility right. that I could have communicated better so they would have showed up on mm-hmm. time. It's, and that's just a very, very simple, basic example. But if you if you actually break it down and do it on such a minute level mm-hmm. on those things in your life, then you will realize that all the outcomes in your life are your responsibility yep. and you can now improve your entire life. Yeah. I'll add to that um, it, because it would be easy to... Um, go, all right, so for the rest of my life, do I have to babysit every single person and say, all right, hey, did you get my text? Hey, did you get my text confirming that you got my text? You know, the the point that it's like, this is ridiculous. But you also have the, uh, the uh, you can take uh, responsibility or accept responsibility for who you have in your life as well. In that if you have a, um, a, a difficult exchange with a business that they're just taking forever to um, deliver the service that they provide or that they uh, said they would. You can take responsibility for a long time, but at a certain point, you have to take res- uh, responsibility for the piece of, you know what? This is not a good choice. This is not a good uh, relationship. So take it to the next level and say, all right, I need to have a conversation with this person and say, hey, let's clearly communicate. These, This is what I'm needing. This is where I'm seeing it. This is where I may be falling short. How can I move this? But um, don't yeah. get don't get stuck in the. I guess don't go too far either direction. Everything is your fault. Yep. But at a certain point, um, if someone is just pushing way too far, you have to be able to make that decision of okay, this is no longer a work. Well, I accept responsibility that this person shouldn't be in my life anymore. Exactly. And so see ya. Right. Right. Like so. Yeah. That. But don't go there first. Yeah, go there sure. later. But I mean, so yeah. That's that's a great great point, but the point zero 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 one percent of people yes. will accept too much responsibility. So yeah. that, I don't think that's very real. I, the problem is is that nobody accepts enough responsibility. Mm-hmm. But again, you, yes, don't go too far. But like as an example, we we teach people how to treat us. Yeah. And so mm. I'm going to use as a team leader like as that. an example. So I teach everybody in this office every day how to treat me. Mm. 
And it's I accept responsibility for if I send out a message and I'm not sure. So let's say I got a lead through a weird source and it comes directly to me, which still happens amazingly to this day. I don't understand it um, with all the technology. And so I send it to the agent on duty, whoever's in lead rotation. Mm -hmm. I have taught the agents and the team. They respond, got it, thanks. So that I know that they receive the lead. Mm -hmm. And you know how I train them to to do that? Just over and over and over again. And what happens is if they don't respond within the time period, I send it to somebody else until I get a response that I know that they got it because that client needs help. Yes. And we owe it to them to help them. And so if you did not tell me that you received it, then it's not your mm-hmm. it's not yours anymore. Right. And so because we are doing this to help people. And so again, it's like I I have taught them that they need to respond to me. Mm-hmm. I taught them how to how how to treat me. They know if they want this opportunity, they need to respond whenever I send it to them. Right. So I know that that person is getting taken care of. A hundred percent. And that's what's most important at the end of the day is that people get helped. And so let's, let's go back to the victim or victor mentality. So we, there's, there's so much that we can unpack. This whole podcast could be on just that because we all know people have the victim mentality Mm -hmm. like, Oh, poor me. I'm not where I want to be in life because of these people Mm -hmm. and it's not fair and money's evil and all these wealthy people are, they Mm -hmm. just, they steal in line, cheat their way to the top. And I can't, and, I can't, I can't, I can't. Yes. And it's because of them, because of them, because of them. Mm-hmm. Like we all know those people. I just choose to cut those people out of my life mm-hmm. because I aspire to be around people that want more for themselves and that want more for me Yeah. that are in my corner that want me to, instead of people. So as an example, whenever I said I wanted to start a real estate team, there are zero people in my life that doubted I could do it. Mm-hmm that are still in my life that, that were then I cut them out of my life. Like if you're not going to back me in this journey, then I don't need you a part of my journey. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, I'm going to do this. I have big goals and aspirations because I want to help a lot of people. Right. And if you're not going to support me in that, then you're going to drag me down mm-hmm. and I don't need you in my life. Right. I'm sorry. Like yeah. I wish you the best, mm-hmm. but you don't wish me the best because you don't support my, my dream, my vision, right. et cetera. Yeah. And so you ha- there are people in our lives that have the negativity, that have the victim mindset. You need to cut them out of your life because they are going to drag you down whether you realize it or not. One of my biggest pet peeves of all time with the victim mindset is the, the saying, I didn't have time or I was too busy. It drives me nuts yep. because immediately what it says is I'm the victim here. I didn't have, or life happened to me and I had no control over what was going on. And so let's, let's dive in on that though. If that's, if that's your mindset and that's how your, your brain processes, which is realistic. There's a lot of people that think that way. Yeah. And so it's like, that's normal. Right. But what, if you, if you actually think that when you dissect that, Mm -hmm. if that's truly the lens that you see life through, then you have zero control over making that better. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. Like, (laughs) Like, so now, oh, I ran out of time. And so I pointed the finger mm-hmm. and say, I ran out of time. I just didn't have the time. Right. Instead of the opposite, what I say is I didn't, ch- I chose not to do that. Yes. Because we all have the same 24 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. Your choices matter. Mm-hmm. It's So it's not time management. It's choice management because mm-hmm. I don't have any more time in a day than Colin does. Yeah. If I get more done than Colin gets done, it's because I chose to be more productive. No, someone gave you an extra eight hours yeah. in a day that <laughs> that I didn't get. No. Yeah. yeah. It's choice management. 100%. And there's too many people that are... And again, it all comes back to accepting responsibility. If you just mm-hmm. accept responsibility that I did not make that a priority yes. versus, oh, I ran out of time. Mm-hmm. No, you knew how much time you had. Yeah. Like And so, again, it just all comes down to the simple core value of accept responsibility. If you don't own it, you mm-hmm. can't improve it. And I just have zero 
room for people in my life that don't want to improve. Yeah. And so if you don't accept responsibility, I'm sorry, we can't be friends. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I, that's not, I just don't want to hang around you. Right, right. Because every single, um, you're going to find a problem for every solution. That it, everything that uh, happens in life, you're going to immediately point in another direction and you're not going to be able to improve and yep. you're not going to be fun to be around on top of that. That's right. And those people are always negative. They're poor me. They're, mm-hmm. oh, look at that person. And those are the people that are always, they project their insecurities on right. other people. Like it's, it, it, you can go on and on and on and on but it all mm-hmm. boils down to if you really dissect most of those personality types it comes down to they just don't accept responsibility right and i want to i want to dive a little bit deeper on this one bit because um I, I would encourage everyone if you find yourself saying i didn't have time change that to um what matt was saying there where you say this was not a priority for me if you say that and you believe that and that's true all of a sudden you go well what is a priority for me and you go, well, it was spending time with my kids. Good. Yep. Like, excellent. Well, then there's no, then that makes you reevaluate and go, well, maybe actually the reason I'm late for this thing is this isn't a priority in my life anyway. And maybe I need to cut that out. It makes you focus on what is the most important thing in your life and things in your life and move towards that. You're owning everything saying, well, this, um, this thing is the most important, and this definitely is not. Yeah, hundred percent. And if you want to, Colin, if they want to learn more about prioritizing their t- their day, <laughs> what's a good episode they should listen to? Episode fifteen. We got the uh, the power list. Or is it episode sixteen? I think it was sixteen. The sixteen. All right. Well, but it's called the power list. It's called the power Find list. It. Yeah, definitely to prioritize your day, prioritize your life. So you can win the day every day. Hmm. Yeah. No. So definitely listen to what you're hearing yourself say, and listen to your friends because uh, I. I have quite a few friends that once I read this book. Oh, bragging over here! I got quite a few friends. <laughs> I got Mr. At least Popular. Eighteen. No. <laughs> my, my thing was, I all of a sudden once I heard that, I started hearing everywhere, everyone's excuses, yep. everyone's victim mindset. They're like, oh, "I'm so tired. I just can't do it. I don't have the energy." You go, "Is that true? Is that actually yep. you don't have energy, or you is your mindset shifted to, well, I'm the type of person who doesn't have energy because." Life is happening to me, and um, I need an extra break. I so need this. Life doesn't happen to you. Life happens for you. Like if you change that, like life is here for you, not to you. Hmm. Don't because if life happens for you, now you can actually enjoy it, and it's not you, just th- that simple word. Instead of life's happening to me, mm-hmm. no, life's happening for me. Mm-hmm. I'm in control, and life is good because of that simple language change. And so let's go back to, so I'm pretty direct and pretty harsh at times. So (laughs) like, I don't just, so let's say that I'm with, to Colin's example, he's hanging out with his 18 friends. Oh yeah, 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 somewhere Uh, around there. 19 actually, but you know. (laughs) So he's hanging out with his friends and they start making excuses or Mm -hmm. skewing negative. Like I don't, I wouldn't just say, hey, quit being negative. Mm -hmm. Like I will will work them, walk them through this process and try to level them up. Oh yeah. But then at, at a certain point, like if I've done that 13 times i'm like all right dude like Mm -hmm. we got to have a serious talk um if you want i want to continue to be your friend yeah but this this and this can't happen anymore Mm -hmm. because you're doing nothing but drink bringing yourself down and everybody around you right and i want to be around people that lift each other up Mm -hmm. and that enjoy life and life is happening for us not to us and so what happens though is you actually do that the right people will make those changes and you'll see their lives mm-hmm. elevate. And now you are helping other people change and elevate in life all by accepting responsibility for 
your own outcomes in your own life and then holding them accountable yeah. and realizing that they need to accept responsibility for their stuff as well. 100%. I, I found by having these conversations and cutting out certain people in my life, but focusing on the ones that do take responsibility, everything changes. Like when something is going wrong in their life, um, uh, they'll say, hey, I just need to vent for a minute. And they'll vent, but they know they're venting. Yep. And then they'll say, all right, so here's what I'm going to do moving forward. Here's how I'm going to change this. Instead of it just becoming this giant vent fest that every time you talk to them, you're like, man, all they do is complain. Instead, because we all need to vent at one time or another. But if all you do is get stuck, like vent for five minutes, but yep. then focus sure. on, all right, what's the result? What, what am I going to do? What would I do differently next time? Because those are the conversations I want to have with my friends. Yeah. Um, I know 100%. your life isn't perfect. Um, and I'm okay with you bringing bad stuff to me. But if all you bring is problems with no solutions, especially if the solution doesn't involve you, yep. well, they just need to be better. This needs to be better. Life needs to be easier. <laughs> like, so if you're bringing me problems without without solutions, mm -hmm. like you're just whining. Yeah. Like I have zero room for negativity and zero room for whining in my life, mm -hmm. including my kids. Yeah. We all teach our kids don't whine. Yeah. Why do we as adults start whining to people? Mm -hmm. Like, quit your fucking whining. Mm -hmm. Put your big boy or girl pants on. Accept responsibility for every outcome in your life, mm -hmm. and then your life will change. Yes. Like, it's that simple. We, we don't let our kids get away with whining, but then we go around and start whining to each other. Mm -hmm. Like, grow up. Mm -hmm. Think about that for a minute. Like, that just popped in my head. Like, if my, my daughters come to me and start whining, yeah. well, the first thing I say is stop whining. That's not how you get what you want. Mm-hmm. Mm. right like they're, they start with... crying because yeah. they want candy or whatever right what do you what does all parents say stop whining that's not how you get what you want because mm -hmm. you want to teach your kids that you don't crying doesn't get you what you want in life mm -hmm. but we as adults forget that fucking lesson mm -hmm. and we start whining and say colin it's not fair because of this person or that person yeah. that's fucking whining mm -hmm. quit yeah accept responsibility you own the outcomes in your life and then you can change it I love that. I, love that. I, I got my little chills open. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. Because uh, it's so easy to, to blame every aspect of life. You can blame uh, the economy. Blame how much uh, you, uh, your, your job environment or all these different things that it's like, no, you have the power to change any of those outcomes. Um, so I'm going to go on a quick tangent on that. So yeah. I, a lot of that is in this world happens because of the stupid fucking participation trophy world that we live in. Hmm. And everybody wants something for nothing. And they, the wor they just expect... That's where the entitled attitude fucking comes from, mm -hmm. is I take my daughter to a sporting event and everybody's a winner. No, there's a fucking winner and there's a loser. Mm -hmm. That losing is how you learn lessons. And so that that teaches kids to not accept responsibility because, well, I still got a trophy. I did the bare minimum yep. and I still won. I, well, I showed up and I won. Yeah. So why why should I try harder? No, that's that's what's wrong with this world today. Mm -hmm. And most people that listen to this podcast, or they probably won't listen anymore, um, <laughs> but most people that listen to this and most people that I hang around understand and agree with all of this stuff that we're saying, but they mm -hmm. just don't they don't dissect it enough to actually improve it. And not only improve it for yourself, but improve it so much that you help others and lead by example. When you accept responsibility for everything, you lead you lead the others around you to want to accept responsibility mm -hmm. for their lives and then their lives start to change and it's a snowball effect, right? It's It all starts with, you, I own every outcome in my life, period. Yep. So again, back to the title, good or bad, mm -hmm. everything in my life is my fault, mm -hmm. period. And what a, there is so much freedom in that. Um, that as once you get past the, oh, geez, well, I'm a piece of garbage because everything's my fault. Uh, instead, you change the mindset and go, no, wait, Everything is in my control. There we go. It's like, 
Awesome. Fantastic. Yep. Wonderful. And if it's not in your control, you can't fix it. Mm-hmm. You can't adjust. You can't change mm-hmm. because now you're waiting on outside factors. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're you're in a slump. It happens to all of you us. Can, you can change one thing, how you respond to it. That's right. It's like um, in that even if everything is happening to you, when it comes down to it at the end of the day, your mindset of, well, how am I going to let this affect me? You can still change that. Yep. It can still be a crummy situation that you're like, man, this isn't the way that I would like it to go. But what's your mindset behind it going to be? Is it going to be one of taking responsibility for for it or just crying about it? Yeah. Well, I mean, so shit happens in life, right? Yeah. Life happens. And so I'm not, not trying to paint this picture. My life's all sunshine and rainbows. Like shit happens. <laughs> I have stressful days. There's things that happen in my life every single day that are out of my control. Mm-hmm. But instead of saying, oh, well, I can't control that, so it's not my fault or it's not. No, like how can I how can I change that outcome in the future? Yeah. Like if it's, I just look at them again, anything that happens, I hold up a mirror first. Mm-hmm. What can I, what could I have done differently or what can I do to change this outcome for the better? 100%. Like it's not, I don't always like point the finger and say, oh, it's my fault because I've had a shitty day. Mm-hmm. No, but how, how I respond to that shitty day is because I now, I, there was something I have, I can do differently to get out of that rut. Yes. Because I can fix it because mm-hmm. I own it. Mm-hmm. I'm here, and I I had something to do with me getting in this rut. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I own it. Now I can get out of the rut. Yep. But you can't get out of the rut by saying, well, I'm in this rut because Colin's an asshole. Colin did this, this, and this, and so now I'm having a shitty day. Mm-hmm. It's Colin's fault. You're like, how can I change that now? I can't. You're right. So I'm just, what, I'm just going to have the shitty day until I wake up tomorrow and hope that Colin's not mean to me? Yeah. No, like, no, I, I, can, I can, if I own that outcome, mm-hmm. if I own that, then I can change it. 100%. Yeah, no, it literally, once you start looking at lens, uh, life through this lens, everything changes. And start listening to the people around you. Um, listen for the excuses. Um, listen for them taking on the victim mindset. And challenge it. Uh, yep. Challenge it in love. Um, if, if you can have that conversation. Some people you can't. Um, and that tells you a lot well, about l- the let's dive in on that. Wait a minute. <laughs> Who can't you have that conversation with? I would say generally, it would be people that... Um, you shouldn't have a much deeper relationship with. Um, if There we go. Yeah. So let's be fully, tra- I don't know, there's somebody that probably popped in your brain, but I wanted you to accept <laughs> responsibility. If you have people, I have zero people like that in my life. Hmm. If they get offended by me calling them out and holding them accountable, that's on them. Mm-hmm. I know I'm doing it from love. I know I'm doing it to help them. Right. And if they don't want to hear it, they probably don't need to be in my life. Mm-hmm. Like that's, it sounds harsh, but it's, it's that true. You said it too, just in a yeah. probably more eloquent way, but that's, that's exactly what you're saying. If you have people that you're like, oh, I can't have these conversations or they're always negative and they like, mm-hmm. all right, there's, there's a common denominator here. They don't want to help themselves. You can't help somebody that doesn't want to help themselves. Yes. And so you are choosing it again, mm-hmm. except responsibility. You are still choosing to have this person in your life. Right. If it's either dig them out of the rut or move on. Mm-hmm. 100. Yeah. If you can help them get through it. Um, absolutely do that. And uh, if you can't go, all right, well, how is this impacting me? Because back to our uh, one podcast of the uh, proximity uh, of who you surround yourself with. Proximity is power. Proximity is power. That was it. Yeah. Um, on who you surround yourself with, that starts to affect you 100%. So if you all the time you hear victim mindset, that's going to bleed over to you whether you like it or not. And you're going to start seeing every situation. You're, you might try to uh, be the victor mindset. But you got you 10 cannot, people in your life. We're not allowed to say that word, Colin. We don't try things. <laughs> we don't try. No, we do it or we don't. We do it or don't. Exactly. So realize that that's going to catch up with you real fast. 
Matt, I'm curious as far as from a leadership position, um, I, I, I've seen how accept responsibility has bled into the company, but I'd like you to uh, dive into that a little bit on accepting responsibility as a leader and how that impacts uh, your company. Yeah, so first and foremost, um, as a leader, you have to lead by example. I can't go around saying, hey, accept responsibility is one of our core values, but me not accepting responsibility. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, let's, I don't know, uh, maybe Colin can help with a better example. I don't know. But like anything that happens, say, as an example, um, our, we were in a sales slump in, in Q1. Mm-hmm. We didn't, have, we didn't read our, reach our goals in Q1. Mm-hmm. It happens, right? So instead of me pointing the finger and say, we didn't do it because of all you guys, I fell on the sword and said, obviously, I fucked up somewhere. Mm-hmm. I own this. Here's where I, what I'm going to do differently in quarter two. And it starts with me. And then once they're, instead of me, most leaders would say, well, you salespeople need to sell more. Yeah. No, I need to do something differently. Mm-hmm. And if I do something differently, guess what it inspires them to do? Now they want to do something differently for themselves, for me, for the team, for the clients, instead mm-hmm. of them doing it because they don't want to get in trouble. Right. There's a, it's a whole different avenue whenever you actually lead from the front instead of so there's a difference in bosses and leaders yeah. right nobody in my company has the has a title of manager because i fucking hate that title because managers are people that finger pointers mm-hmm. we don't have finger pointers here we have people that are leading the charge so we have leaders not managers yeah and so it's a whole different it's a different ball game and i think the biggest quality of a leader is accepting responsibility because it, you are in charge of those people mm-hmm. and you are responsible for all of those in your charge and if somebody is slacking, it's your fucking fault. It is. Yeah. If if there's anything wrong in the company, if there's something that's not perfect, it starts with me. Mm-hmm. There's something I need to do differently to affect that outcome. Like it starts with, as a leader, it's all your fault. 100%. Good or bad. Yeah. It's all your fault. <laughs> well, and you're, um, the, everyone around you in the company, they mirror that. They mirror you. Um, I've seen some of the, the, you've got those meetings where something bad is happening in the company. And immediately, if the leader says, you, did you do this? Who did this? You know, like, why wasn't this uh, done? They immediately look for anyone else to blame but themselves. And what does that do for everyone else? It's a a snowball effect. They go, well, I didn't have that because of so-and-so. And and they didn't have it. And so then your whole office is blaming each other. Where does that get you? Everyone hates each other. That's right. What kind of culture and environment is that in the workplace? It's terrible. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, so I have to do my job every day to find out a way to not look like this is my fault. How can I constantly make things look like it's not my fault? And if that, your foundation is going to be horrible um, because everyone is trying to cover stuff up all the time. I've got a great analogy. So this this has happened multiple times. You've been in some of these meetings where I will be accepting responsibility for something that is not Mm -hmm. going how we how we want it to go in the company. Yeah. And I will have people interrupt me and say, Matt, no, that's my fault. Yes. And then somebody else says, no, it's not just you. I own that, too. Mm -hmm. And now the whole company, you guys got goosebumps, like (laughs) for real, because that's. If you think about that in a company set, I mean, these are meetings with, we, we have 60 people now yeah. on the team Yeah, that I am standing in front of the room saying, mm-hmm. guys, whatever the, the initiative is that right. is not working, like, hey, I'm going to adjust this. I'm sorry. I let you guys down mm-hmm. because I could should have done this, this, and this better. I will be interrupted by people on the team that says, Matt, that's not your fault. Mm-hmm. We should have done this, this, and this better. And then somebody else says, oh, and we could have done this better. Mm-hmm. Now the whole company is accepting responsibility for where we are 
by me accepting responsibility first instead yes. of me i could know let's say that colin did something that, right that let what that was very very responsible for us in this downturn mm -hmm. instead of me in the meeting saying well colin you let us down here right if i have the right people in the organization i have led and demonstrated mm -hmm. too many leaders don't demonstrate the behavior they expect mm -hmm. so you have to demonstrate that and so if i have demonstrated as a leader accepting responsibility enough and i start accepting responsibility colin will interrupt me and say matt that's not all you i mm -hmm. should have done this, this, and this better. Yeah. And that's how you truly lead a company because gr organizations grow from the bottom up, not the top down. The corporate America is broken. Mm -hmm. I've said this for years. That's why um, I limited myself in growing the company at the beginning because mm -hmm. I didn't want, I hate corporate shit. Yeah. But what you have to do is that you are able to, by just this simple example, our company is managed and led from the bottom up. Peer-to-peer mm -hmm. -peer accountability. Peer to peer, all the everybody accepts responsibility for everything. All the time. There's, yeah. go the, look at our group chats. Any yeah. of the chats, everyone's in there all the time. They're like, "Hey, so this, this, and this, I dropped the ball here. Can uh, this is what I'm going to do to do uh, better? And can I get help in this area so I can continue to grow?" Yep, you're good. Like, I have people. I have people that <clears throat> we're humans. We all make mistakes. I yeah. have people that come to me on a daily, weekly basis that say, "Hey, I messed up here." Yeah. Like, so as a leader, you're creating a safe environment where it's mm -hmm. okay to make mistakes. Let's mm -hmm. start there, right? That without safety, you can't have acceptance responsibility because everybody's right. going to be scared to death. Yep. So you have to create that safe environment. But I tell people all the time, like, I want you to know, I want you to come to me if you made a mistake so I can actually help you fix it. Right. Too many employees, too many companies try to hide those mistakes. Mm -hmm. They don't accept responsibility for those mistakes and they hope that they just disappear. I have people that come to me and said, they literally... Walk in my door, close my office. They say, like, "All right, it's wrong. Time, time for my ass chewing." I'm like, oh, "What happened?" But like, <laughs> so in a normal situation, they're like, they're expecting to get in trouble. Yeah. But they they feel safe to come to me. Number mm -hmm. one and number two, because of that, I never yell, I never scream. Right. I, we we dive in. All right, how can we fix it and prevent it from happening again? Mm -hmm. Cool. Lesson learned. Lesson Let's move learned. on. You, you, I remember you mentioned a story <laughs> once on um, an employee who who brought something to you that was costing the company a decent amount of money. Um, and um, they're like, hey, this is the, the problem. Here's where it was my fault, and here's what I'm doing to fix it moving forward. And you're like, in any other situation, you've seen the bosses um, get crazy mad at that person and then say, hey, this is going to come out of your paycheck. Oh, I've been in those organizations yeah. where those people are hiding in the corner and putting it at the bottom of the bills and hope it doesn't get seen. Right. And then all of a sudden the invoice comes in two or three months later mm. and the boss is running around with the fucking invoice. All right, who fucking did this? Yeah. I'm taking out of your goddamn paycheck. Blah, blah, like I've, I've been there. Nobody wants that environment. No. And so instead, because of, again, demonstrating and accepting mm -hmm. responsibility, people come to me, that same exact mistake, come to me and say, hey, oopsie, I made a mistake. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's see what happened. Let's yeah. dive in and fix it. And so which organization would you rather have? <laughs> Where people are scared to death to make a mistake, yeah. or where actually people accept responsibility. Mm -hmm. The leader knows, hey, we're human. We make mistakes. Yeah. As long as we learn from it, cool. Let's move mm -hmm. on. Let's not make the same mistake over and over again. Right. right? Um, but they're not threatened to lose their job. Mm -hmm. They're And so another core well, value and, that- and, and Just a quick bit on yep. that. They're going to bring up those things faster. 100%. They're going to, before the problem gets horrible, yep. because they've been hiding it as long as possible, they're now fully comfortable in saying, hey, this little thing right now went wrong and um, I've stopped it. And you're like, okay, cool, great, good job. Versus three months later and it's like, so this is gonna cost us you know, $8,000 because well, I didn't talk about it earlier. Dude, that's a huge let. So if you're growing a company 
as you grow in scale, mm -hmm. you want to make mistakes when you're small. So you can learn from them. You can put in the proper procedures, processes, yeah. systems, so that mistake doesn't grow and escalate. So mm -hmm. let's say it's a mistake that costs you hundred bucks. Yeah. But you can do the mistake over and over again, over again. So let's say it costs hundred dollars per transaction, as mm -hmm. a, just an example. Yeah. Um, and so now you're a team that's selling. You're selling 50, 50 transactions. Yeah. Well, if you caught that at fifty transactions, what would that look like at five hundred? Mm -hmm. What would that look like at a thousand? So you need people to come to you with and feel safe to come to you and accept responsibility. Look, I made this mistake. Mm -hmm. How can we fix it? And whenever you have that, now you fix those holes and they they become they become learning curves and an opportunity now for your company to grow and learn from that mistake. Mm -hmm. And so mistakes are opportunities. Mm -hmm. Really, it's a, it's an opportunity to improve. Like I remember our our podcast with Sunit. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember this part, but he said, it is my goal to break shit. I want to break something every single day. Because if I can break one of my systems or processes, mm -hmm. I know we can improve it. Mm. Like, so if you think of your company as like, I want this to break so yeah. that I can fix it and improve it, mm -hmm. that's that's how you truly grow and scale. And so another part on that story is another one of our core values is take initiative. Mm -hmm. um, so if you have an environment where people are scared to death to make a mistake or you threaten them that they're going to lose their job or they have to pay for it out of their paycheck, yeah. do you think that person's going to want to take initiative to go above and beyond or find this new solution or try mm -hmm. this new thing for the company? How is your company going to grow? It's very, very slowly yep. because every little thing they're going to be like, hey, so I'm going to send this email. It's just a, you know, Beth over in marketing or something like that. But I wanted to check it with you. Is that okay? And you're like, you're going to have to micromanage your entire business, which is defeats the whole purpose of having extra people. Yep. There's uh yeah, too many. That's a whole other podcast. Micromanaging. <laughs> um, there's too many leaders of that. Um, we'll have a, we'll have a, a take initiative uh, episode yeah. uh, coming out. There's soon. too many leaders that want to, um, that want the title and prestige, they have too much fucking ego in the way that they don't lead the correct way. And they lead by, they lead by authority. Mm -hmm. You don't lead by authority. That's not how you truly lead people. Mm -hmm. You lead them by demonstrating the behavior you expect. And now people are following you and want to follow you. Mm -hmm. It's So this is weird for me to say, but um, I feel like I have grown as a leader over the last several years that I've I've evolved. Like I used to think I was an okay leader and yeah. looking back, I'm like, dude, I sucked. Like because I'm continuing to grow this mm -hmm. every single day. But by me demonstrating and working on my leadership skills and becoming a better leader every single day, we have people knocking on the door wanting to be a part of our organization. Mm -hmm. And it's not because of me. Mm -mm. But it's because of the environment we have, because of me demonstrating the behavior that we expect. Mm -hmm. And now we have an environment that people are wanting their friends to come work here because they know that they will level up if they're here. Mm -hmm. And it's 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 really cool to sit back and reflect. Um, I don't get enough time to do this, but to reflect on the environment that we have and truly know that every single person that is in our environment, mm -hmm. every single person that we come in contact with is better off because they're around us. Mm -hmm. That's the environment we've created. And really the root of that environment is accepting responsibility because we can't improve. We can't help people if we don't own what is where we are. Right. That's how you, that's how you, that's the first step to improving it is, mm -hmm. Hey, this is where I'm at. I own it. How can I fix it or change it? 100%. Yeah, no, it, it makes a major difference. And all of this starts with the leader uh, of showing, uh, accepting responsibility themselves and mirroring or um, showcasing that for the entire company. Cause if you can own it, then it creates a, a safe environment for everyone else to say, 
oh, well, I guess I could also have done this. And then they test that out and it's like, yeah, you didn't get fired. Go on. You know, and you're like, so leaders, word of caution, this doesn't happen overnight. Mm-mm. You're not going to set up one meeting and change the whole path of your fucking company. It takes time yes. and you have to build that trust and rapport with your team. Mm-hmm. So you have to always accept responsibility, but you also have to be careful. Here's something that I've, I'm still working on is that whenever you have to have that safe environment, when people do accept responsibility, don't fucking cut them off at the knees. Don't cut their throat and yell mm-hmm. and no, appreciate them for coming to you and have that safe environment mm-hmm. where now you are on their team to help them fix right. that. Like, do you, think of it from this perspective. You have two options as a leader. You mm-hmm. can have an environment where people come to you and close your door and say, hey, it's time for my ass chewing. I right. fucked up. Or people that fuck up because people fuck up. Like, yeah. We're human, right? Not people if, make mistakes. When That's people right. Make mistakes. But do you want people coming to you saying, hey, oopsie. Or do you want people hiding it and hoping you don't find out? Mm-hmm. Which environment do you want? It's no-brainer, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. But leaders don't understand that it starts with them. And they're like, well, it's they're, they're, they made a mistake and hit it. It's their fault. Mm-hmm. Again, accept responsibility. You, prob- you probably fucking created the environment where that's what they have to do because they don't feel safe coming to you. Right. Or you don't demonstrate that you accept responsibility so they don't want to. Mm-hmm. Well, Matt doesn't have to, so why would I? Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, uh, uh, I would say the vast majority of people will um, get it. Maybe they'll get like 50% of whatever it is that you're mirror or you're showcasing on a regular basis. So go, all right. So if I want my company, my environment to be similar, I'm going to have to really raise the bar. You can't just kind of take responsibility or sort of take responsibility. All or nothing. That's <laughs> like, right. <laughs> you have to go all the way and say, no, this is completely my fault. And also when, when someone takes uh, responsibility, then say, Thank you so much. Walk them through it. And let's create a solution for moving forward now. Yep. So it's not just, oh, this was my fault. Bummer. It's like, no, it's your fault. All right. So let's develop a plan now. What can we do and help uh, guide them through that? Because then the next time something goes wrong, not only will they uh, initiate the conversation of, hey, this is going wrong, but also here's what I'm going to do to fix it. Is that good? And then as a leader, you can go, yep. Yeah. I mean, how much easier is your, your life now, your job? Yep. Like, so it's, there, there's so many nuances there. I'll, I'll keep it brief, but that there's so many, there's so many lessons I've learned over the years on just that exact scenario. But what you, what I want you to realize is that you have to, they have to feel safe to come to you. Mm-hmm. You have to accept responsibility. There's probably something you could have done to, to train them better, mm-hmm. right? To do something differently so they wouldn't have made that mistake. And then you actually dive in and, and empower them. Thank them for coming to you with this problem. Let's dive in and fix it together. Yeah. And where's the hole in our process, not the hole in the person? Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a hole in our process somewhere that allowed this to happen. Where can we fix that process? Mm-hmm. Because people, you don't want to point out and, and people know that they made a mistake. Yeah. But as a business, as a company, there's a process you can put in place to prevent that mistake from happening mm-hmm. again. And now you empower them and you get them to own that right. as, hey, yep, I made this, this mistake. And if you do all this stuff correctly, they'll own it by themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to walk people through like, hey, do you want to fix this now? People will take it and run with it. Yeah. And it's their baby now. So that's their lane. So let's just say it's it's one one avenue of your business. When you get a certain size of an organization, those people know that lane more than you do. Mm-hmm. And if you as a leader are the one that has to, like if I had to go in and fix the processes for your videos, <laughs> it wouldn't work because that's not what I do every day. Mm-hmm. Like I have to empower you and trust you. Hey, do you have a solution for that? Do you want to bounce it off me? Okay, great. Run with it. Right. 
and you own that now. I'm mm-hmm. empowering you. That's your process. That's your baby. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to make mistakes. Hmm. But it's too many leaders say, well, let me jump in and fix this because you fucked up. Right. No. Like, hey, where did we go wrong here? Mm-hmm. What could I have done differently? All right. Here's the problem. Where's the hole in our process? Oh, it's here, here, and here? Yeah. Okay, great. Would you like to fix that? Do you want to bounce it off me? You take it and run with it and fix it. Now the problem's solved. And there, there's your entire the, – the culture then that you're able to create out of that – I, it makes sense why people are knocking on the door here because they're like, wow, that sounds fantastic. You mean that if I make a mistake, it's okay? And and not just like, well, that's okay. No worries about it. It's like, all right, no, let's walk through and uh, create a process. Like people want that kind of a challenge. Yep. They're, they're excited about that. Yep. To, I think the vast majority of people, once you get into it, you really enjoy taking responsibility because it is uh, taking control, taking uh, control of, of life. Well, and I think a lot of people in a workplace environment don't accept responsibility because they don't feel safe. Mm-hmm. And if they, they, they've seen other people getting yelled at or getting disciplined or getting fired or mm-hmm. whatever it may be, just because the culture is maybe not as healthy as it should be. Right. And so that's, it's, you have to have a safe environment first before people can accept responsibility. Mm-hmm. And when you, where you really know that you're moving the needle as a leader of an organization is you have people volunteering <clears throat> in front of their peers saying, nope, that's my bad. Mm-hmm. Like if they stand up in front of their peers and say, nope, that's on me. Yeah. You're onto something. Yeah. And I'll throw out for everyone listening. That doesn't happen just sometimes. That happens a lot. Like that's when you said it, I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, that happens all the time because it does. It's, it's very normal in here for yep. someone to just go, Hey, that was my bad. I'm uh, sorry about that. I dropped the ball there. Um, here's how I'll, I'll move, fix it moving forward. Like, okay, cool. Well, and like, we're not perfect, right? No. And so there's times where people don't accept responsibility here. Mm-hmm. There's probably times where I don't, mm-hmm. right? It's we're we're not perfect. Right. But I expect if I'm not accepting responsibility, I expect for Colin to call my ass out <laughs> and hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. And sorry, Colin, but if you don't accept responsibility, I might not do it in front of everybody, but you and I are gonna have a conversation about, hey, you should have owned that. Yeah. Like we we and people know that I'm not afraid of conflict because conflict is how it leads to resolution. Mm-hmm. There is never any so this is a whole nother tangent, but too many people don't accept responsibility because they don't feel safe. And one of the reasons they don't feel safe is because there isn't enough conflict. That sounds contradictory. Hmm. People don't feel safe, but I think it's because there's not enough conflict. When you're scared of conflict, you cannot create resolutions. Conflict, when you have a, so I have, let's say an example, let's say um, Colin and Sean are talking about each other. Mm-hmm. Right. And neither one of them are talking to each other, but they're they're gossiping about each other. Right. And I find out about it. I'm pulling them to you two in a room mm-hmm. and I'm saying, hey, this is what I heard from you. This is what I heard from you. Let's talk about it. Right. I've 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 ha- have several of those meetings. OK, because we're not perfect. Right. And I'm, it's those little things like that. When I hold people's feet to the fire, like, hey, our culture comes first. Mm-hmm. This is an example of demonstrating that like they they know they don't get away with gossip. Right, because we have no gossip policy here. Yeah. No gossip policy here, which is a very, very important part of our culture. But now I've never, ever, ever, ever left one of those meetings where we're not better off for it. Mm-hmm. Everybody agrees. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Sometimes those are hard conversations. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, Colin, I just don't like your face. You know, like whatever. It's. <laughs> I understand. <man. laughs> but you know, like it's it's it's. But we force we are forced to be honest with each other, mm-hmm. and now we we grow our relationship you with get that person stuff out in the open. Yes. If you say, you know, this thing that you're doing is really messing everything up and it's driving me crazy. And the other person, a couple of things might happen. They go, well, I'm only doing that because this, and you're like, oh, well I can change that. 
oh, cool. And then you change it and yep. then there you go because you communicate it. 100%. Or, um, you know, it goes, well, I only did that uh, and I didn't realize it. So I had no idea. Let me back up. So I said I've never left those meetings without it, them being better off. I lied. I have. Mm-hmm. I've never left those meetings with it being better off when the people were actually honest in that room. Hmm. The times that it hasn't is people lied in that room because they didn't feel comfortable. Probably because I didn't have a safe enough environment. But there wasn't. The only times it did not work out for the better was when the people weren't honest and open in that safe environment. Mm-hmm. And so either I, they didn't feel safe enough, they didn't want to be on it, I don't, whatever, whatever it was. That's right. the only times where those don't work. Mm-hmm. And so you as the leader, as whoever it is. And so I have people on my team that do this too. And they come back and say, hey, this and this and this happened. Right. Not leadership, like peer to peer. Yeah. Because we hold each other accountable. Because mm-hmm. account, what's our definition of accountability, Colin? It's the highest form of love. Accountability is the highest form of love you can show an individual. And we say that over and over and over again because we are a very highly accountable environment. Mm-hmm. But we do it out of love because I want I, – it's my responsibility to make sure Colin reaches mm-hmm. his goals. He can't reach his goals if he doesn't accept responsibility and doesn't allow me to hold right. him accountable for what it takes to get there. Well, I mean, circling back to the um, – like taking accountability in your uh, personal life, um, if you've got a friend who's saying uh, – complaining that – Oh, man, I'm I'm so unhealthy. Uh, they're complaining about their their weight or their energy or any number of those things, um, and all they do is complain about it. Is their life going to change? Absolutely not. But if instead you change it to, all right, hold on, how can you take responsibility for that? Well, I guess I should go to the gym more often or I should eat better or something like that. Okay, hold them accountable to that. Yep. Hold them to what they're saying they want to do, and if they're able to accept responsibility, are they going to get the life they want? Yes. And are you a good friend for doing that? Absolutely. Are you a bad friend if you don't hold them accountable to what they're saying they're wanting? If you say, I want this, and I say, okay, so what are you doing uh, to make it happen? Well, nothing. Well, then it's just a dream. It's 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 not even a dream. And in it's, that scenario, if, if Colin goes through that and I say, well, Colin, that's okay. I know it's tough to get in the gym. It's okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, I, and I make it okay and normalize it's it's okay for you to not reach for your goals. It's okay mm-hmm. for you to not want to be healthy. Life it, happens. It's yeah. difficult. I know you've been tired Most lately. people think that that's what a good friend is. is mm-hmm. That's support. That's not fucking support. Mm-hmm. That is adding to their fucking pity party. Mm-hmm. And that does not help them. Mm-hmm. So that is that is being the opposite of a friend. Mm-hmm. You are you are you're being a cosigner on their own insecurities and their own bad talk to themselves. So don't don't be that. The real friend says, "No, get your ass up, yeah. get to the gym. I'll go with you. Let's yeah. go." Yeah, exactly. What do you need yes. to be able to move forward with this? Let me help. Yep. Um, and obviously, don't don't give other people goals that they didn't set up for themselves. But if they say they want it, mm-hmm. then. Be a good friend. Make yeah, that's happen. a great point. Don't you can't. I can't tell Colin. Well, you need to do this. <laughs> Colin needs to figure out what he wants to do, and then it's my job to help him accomplish that. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, Matt, you should honestly wear red shoes more often. Actually, let's go and uh, what? Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. Like if if I force something on you, uh, that was I'm a like, bad what's example. wrong with my shoes? <laughs> they need to be red. That's all I'm saying. Like, all right. Well, <laughs> um, you do turn. have a keen sense of style, I guess. I should I should probably listen. Yeah, exactly. No, but definitely uh, be a good friend and um, have have that a conflict uh, because that's what a good friend does. Um, and if you're not having that, then you're not a good person. Yep. <laughs> um, let's see. You wanted to talk a little bit about the pushy versus passive uh, approach. Uh, well, particularly with uh, accepting, sorry, accepting responsibility. Um, it's the number one trait for being successful in uh, real estate is grit. Yeah, so, one, yeah, yeah, let me let me let me take this one. So yeah, go for it. I get asked all the time, 
um, being a coach and just through this platform and just through our EXP network, et cetera, just, I get asked all the time, well, what, is, what do you think is the number one success trait that it takes to be successful in real estate? Mm-hmm. And by far it's grit. It's determination, perseverance, pushing through the failure rate of real estate agents is around 87%. Like, so it's, it's not an easy business and industry. Yeah. So it takes time to push through and build that. Right. And mm-hmm. so you have to have that grit. So that's the number one trait for being successful in real estate is grit, in mm-hmm. my opinion. So if you don't have grit, this business probably isn't for you. Mm-hmm. It's tough, but it's very, very rewarding at the same time. Yeah. So you have to have grit. But to add to that, the number one trait for people to be successful on a team like ours mm-hmm. is accepting responsibility. Yes, you have to have grit to make it in the business. Right. But if you don't accept responsibility, you're not going to make it on this team. Mm-hmm. I say this all the time. Cult- our culture polices itself. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is their people self-select. If they come in our environment, they either fit in like that or they don't. Yes. And when they don't fit in every single time, it's because they don't accept responsibility mm-hmm. and they feel uncomfortable in our environment. Not because we make them uncomfortable because they just don't fit. Mm-hmm. And that's if, if that is the feeling that you, you, so I'm saying that to let you guys know, if you're wanting to build a team, you're wanting to build an organization, you want, you need to keep your culture first. And the number one trait that you need to look for in the people you bring in your environment is people that are willing to accept responsibility. Mm-hmm. That's how you can truly grow an organization. Because if you have to be the micromanager leader, you're number one, you're going to have the wrong people on the bus. It's going to wear your ass out mm-hmm. and you're not going to grow because you're going to, you are going to have to be the one that pushes these people all the time because they don't accept responsibility for where they are, or where they aren't in right. life. Yeah, no, you definitely have to uh, facilitate that culture over time. Even questions like, okay, um, I get that there were a lot of moving pieces in this particular thing. What's one thing that you could have done differently that you think would have improved this situation? And all of a sudden that puts, they can't say, well, if if the thing I could have done better is if so-and-so had done this differently. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. What's one thing you could have done? So then they get comfortable with that piece of, oh, well, maybe if I did this. Um, yeah. Yeah, no accepting responsibility, especially in a team, even if you're a team of two, um, heck, in a, in a marriage, in a relationship or something, if you've got one person who's always taking the, uh, or takes no responsibility for anything that's happening, mm-hmm. is are things going to get better or are they going to get worse? Yeah. It's almost like we should have that as a core value or something. <laughs> well, that's why we have it. That's for darn sure. Uh, yeah, so... Um, I, I think that that's everything that we had on the list. Is there anything else you wanted to, to hit for accepting responsibility? Um, so you had some notes here, um, and you kind of hit on a pushy versus passive. Where were you wanting to go with that? Oh, I think we can have some good communication on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were saying pushy versus passive. So being able to, um, when you have a conversation with someone um, in real estate, and you're trying to own the conversation, you're trying to... Too many people are passive when it comes to uh, oh, a conversation. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So too many people in, in real estate are reactive and not proactive. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be proactive in this business. If you're not proactive, you're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. And so proactively reaching out to people, proactively asking the right questions, proactively following up. Like I listened to an old school CD when I first got in the business. I think it was a tape actually that I burned to a CD. Like it was an old school real estate trainer. And he's, he said that it's, it's something that sticks to me is it's not their job to follow up with you. It's your job to follow up with them. Hmm. Too many people in this business wait for Well, the client didn't call me. Right. They were going to call me today and they didn't. 
Like, and so it's, that kind of goes along with accepting responsibility on, is it really their job to call you? Not at all. <laughs> it's your job in this environment, mm-hmm. especially on our team, is to reach out to them. Mm-hmm. We need. We are the ones that are proactive. Don't be pushy. Mm-hmm. There's a fine line between proactive and pushy. We are not pushy salespeople, and don't be that. Don't be that guy or girl if you're mm-hmm. listening to this. Don't be that pushy, cheesy salesman. That does not work. Mm-hmm. But you have to. You have to ride the line of 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 proactive and stop right before it gets to pushy. Yeah. You have to be proactive and follow up in a great in a great way to see how I can help this person. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people just are too passive in life and wait on shit to happen. Yeah. Go out and make shit happen. Mm-hmm. Well, and if you go too far um, with being too, too pushy, then accept responsibility and uh, let them, um, let them vent a little bit and be like, and then explain yourself, take full responsibility and be like, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to be uh, pushy. This was my intention. Yep. It was to provide value to do this. And once you take responsibility, it's amazing how when someone's angry, how the minute you go, Matt, this is all your fault. You did this. This is, I can't believe you. Then you go, you're right. I go, uh, yeah, you're out of ammo. There's nothing like the minute you say you're right. Correct. This is my fault. I'm sorry. Then what else do I have to do? Like rip into you more? It's like, no, he already accepted it. And then you say, all right, it was my fault. What can I do? Or here are some ideas. Like this, I could uh, do this to make the situation better. I could do this to make the situation. Or is there something else that you're thinking of that would help fix things? Because immediately you flip it and you put it on them, uh, on the piece of, oh, well, this person is taking full responsibility. I though it's always interesting when that kind of thing happens, um, even a really bad situation. Uh, we talked about this with uh, turning uh, haters into your biggest fans. Taking those really bad situations and flipping it around like that, they become your biggest cheerleaders. A thousand percent. So it's, I see this all the time. Like I'll, I'll bring in a new agent and we're in training or something. And I'm like, well, I tried to call them an hour ago, and they didn't answer. I'm like. And, mm-hmm. well, I, I just don't want to bug them. Well, what if they get upset? I'm sorry, is it your job to follow up with them? Or you, why are you calling this person? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm calling to help them. Okay, great. And they're going to be mad at you for helping them? Right. No, get out of your own way. And what happens, though, if people do get that, have that reaction, and they answer, what do you want? Like, if they answer the phone in that way, right. like, just de-escalate the situation. Number one, make sure you're a good fucking person. You're coming from the right place, right? right? Don't use this to manipulate people. But it truly, what I've experienced is you have to become a good apologizer. Mm-hmm. I want to be so proactive that I have to apologize because I overstepped by trying to, but what I'm trying to do is give such good service mm-hmm. and help you so much that I overstep by being too proactive. Mm-hmm. Versus the other. Versus waiting on shit to happen. Yeah. And so you you have to be able to be, be that proactive person mm-hmm. and say, I call you and you get upset. Mm-hmm. You walked through, you guys listen back to what Colin said. He walked through the exact process. He's heard me do it over and over again. Mm-hmm. You have to de-escalate the situation. Yeah. You have Matt, to, num- you called me three times. Yep. What is it? Number one, you, I don't interrupt. Let Colin vent. <laughs> yeah. Right? Why? Why? <laughs> yep. 100%. Let him vent and say, you know what, Colin? You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, you, you shouldn't have. Like, now I can handle the objection because mm-hmm. his wall is down. Right? Mm-hmm. Because he's not mad anymore. He's like, uh, he gets 
accepting responsibility is so fucking rare in this world. Yeah. When you do that, you throw people off because they're not fucking used to like, it. Like, I've never... I've never had anybody say, oh, shit, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I, I was prepared for, like, a 30-minute argument about why this is your fault yep. and maybe half convince you it is. That's right. And too many people have too much fucking ego yeah. that they can't accept responsibility for everything, right? So remove your ego. But also what you're doing is when you're de-escalating that situation now, say that you're doing something and you were calling him three times and you had a valid reason. Mm-hmm. A valid reason. You better if you're calling yeah. him three times in a yeah. row, right? But you have to also understand that Colin doesn't know what the reason is. Mm-hmm. And so me arguing with Colin, which what most people's fucking go to is, right. well, Colin, I was calling you because of this. And now I'm mad too. And we're raising our voice to right. each other. What good does that fucking do? Let Colin vent. Yeah. Say, you know what, Colin, you're right. I probably, I'm, I apologize. Um, I completely understand you're upset. Um, I did call you three times. Yeah. And here's why. <laughs> and then once I deescalate, now I explain. Yes. But I can explain from a calm state. Mm-hmm. Colin's now in a calm state. And now he's now calling most of the time. If I'm calling for the mm-hmm. right reasons, which yeah. you, if you guys are taking this advice, don't fucking manipulate people with mm-hmm. this shit. Do it for the right reasons. But when I'm calling Colin for the third time, there's a reason I was doing that. Right. Now I have an opportunity for Colin to actually hear my reason. Mm-hmm. And he went from being pissed off mm-hmm. to thanking me for calling him three times in yep. a row to give him whatever this answer was. And no, because of how you handled that and accept a responsibility, I'm sorry that you're, it's my, it's my fault you're upset. Yes. I understand. If I were you, I probably would be too. Well, good. <laughs> yeah. You know, but what, yeah. and now I can actually communicate, but too many people have ego in their mm-hmm. way and they don't want to accept responsibility and say, they don't want, nothing's their fault, right? right? right. It's because of fucking ego. There's too much ego in this world. There, there's a very key, especially in this that. business, by the way. Yeah. So if you want to be successful in this business, here's a freebie. Get rid of your fucking ego. Uh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, I was going to say the, the really key piece there is no matter uh, if uh, Matt comes into it and, uh, I'm saying, why did you call me three different times? And you say, well, because of this, this, and this, or well, because of this, unless you take, accept responsibility, I'm not gonna hear what you say, no matter how good of an exam or an explanation you have. You could be like, this house just hit the market, it's perfect, we gotta go for it, this is exactly what you're looking for. But if I'm annoyed at you, if I'm angry, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, like you, you have to accept responsibility first, then I can hear you. Yep. Hundred percent. If you don't, if you don't de-escalate or accept responsibility in that situation, that person is not going to hear. No matter how valid the reason is, they're not yep. going to hear you. Yeah, and that goes to all aspects of life, but especially in business. Yep. All right, all right Colin. What else we got? I think that that's it for today. Cool. Uh, we will be continuing with this uh, series of core values uh, over time here, so you'll be able to hear all the other uh, foundational pillars. We got um, our our core values is ready. It's uh, relationships, education, accept responsibility, which we just hit today, discipline, um, which kind of goes with the 75 hard episode, yeah. uh, initiative, which we talked a little bit about, and then uh, integrity. Um, so we'll, we'll be hitting all of those. So stay tuned for more of those. Um, and if you want uh, to go accept some responsibility, uh, be in with a, a crowd of other like-minded individuals, go join the Facebook group. Uh, there are a lot of uh, strong thinkers on there. That's yeah, for sure. 100%. Make sure you're following this movement. Share it with a friend. We are doing this to help people, to make a difference. Mm-hmm. This is our way of sharing knowledge that we've learned from. The, again, this is from the trenches. This is not theory. There's nothing that we have said that we have not experienced. There's <laughs> All of this is is from experience that's helped us, help me level up my life. So many others level their lives up, and we just want to help more people. Mm-hmm. So share this movement. Join the Facebook group. Become a contributor. Contribution wins. Contribute in this group, group, and I promise you, your business will will grow because of it. Mm-hmm. All right. 
See you next week, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of All or Nothing in Real Estate. If you found anything this valuable, please share this with your friends. All or Nothing in Real Estate is a passion project of mine. This business has done so much for me and my family, and this is my way to give back. I'm also a real estate coach with Chet Black Select Coaching. So if you are interested in having a coaching consultation with me, please check out the link below. All or Nothing in Real Estate is not just a podcast. It is a movement. It is a community of contribution that is single-handedly designed to help change the real estate community in a positive way. So make sure you're following us on all social, social platforms and subscribe to us on YouTube. Most importantly, make sure you've requested to join All or Nothing in Real Estate's private Facebook group. That is a private group that we keep in exclusive content and we do it in a private setting to make sure it remains a community of contribution. There's a lot of great in-depth content there for free. So please make sure you join that group as well. And again, thank you guys so much for listening. If you found this of value, please share this with your friends. It is my goal to give back and contribute to make this industry better for all of us. Thanks again.